Well, good morning. We are live at Marshfield Medical Center in Beaver Dam. Another exciting edition of Medical Moments in the cafeteria. No one is here except our special guest this morning with their smiles and all. Jill Wenzel, the Regional Manager of Clinic Operations, and Trisha Vandenberg, the Assistant Operations Manager of the clinics. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. How has uh, everything been so far in life? Good. Weather's been great, so we can't complain. It's true. <laughs> Life is good, and the, the weather has been uh, surprisingly agreeable in the last couple of days. So we'll see how it goes for the rest of the week. But, uh, Trisha, it's been a while since we've talked a little bit. Uh, you and I have never spoken, but I can recall. But you and Rick have talked quite a bit about uh, all the different opportunities you guys have available at Marshfield Medical Center in Beaver Dam. I was checking your big board. You still have Talent Tuesdays going on. Uh, what are some of the current career positions that you have available here? Yeah, so we've got a variety. Um, you know, basically a position for, that meets all needs. We've got part-time. We've got full-time. Uh, we've got jobs for appointment coordinators that, uh, you know, greet patients at the front desk. We've got uh, medical assistant positions. Uh, we've got registered nurse positions, whether that be in the clinic or in the ER or up in inpatient. Um, kind of something to, to fit all needs. So definitely worth uh, anybody that's looking for employment to come check us out. So you're really covering a myriad of experience then, uh, depending if someone has been working as a nurse or maybe doesn't have a whole lot of experience in healthcare, but there could be some good starting positions for them. Exactly. I mean, we're willing to train those who are, are willing to come in and work, and uh, we have a great team atmosphere. So, you know, we are here to educate and train, and if it's something that you're interested in, it's definitely worth applying for, and we can take a peek what you know best fits everybody and, and find something so if somebody has never worked in healthcare before maybe they've just seen a lot of episodes of ER and they have like some vague idea of what is going on what what are the benefits of working in healthcare and more specifically of working at a place like Marshfield Medical Center sure yeah I mean Marshfield has a ton of options for people um, whether if you have you know just your high school not just but your high school diploma or a college degree there's there's something here for you um, um, we also offer um, opportunities for advancement so you know you can start at a certain level um, and work your way up we have educational um, reimbursement so it's always something that we can help guide you and, and help you in your journey for for your life so now this is kind of a difficult question but what do you think is one of the most unexpected pleasures or joys you've had in a healthcare system that you didn't expect you would enjoy so much I think it's more the family atmosphere. I mean, you spend a lot of your time of your day at work, and so having people here that are um, here to support you and you know work with you, you develop a really family atmosphere. And you know that's not something when I started out in my career that I thought I would have. But you know, as I've grown here, I've been here for about 12 years, and you know it's, it feels like family here. And I think that's super important when you spend a lot of your your day at work. It's important to to feel good with the people you work with. Yes, you're well known for your amazing culture here, and it's evident just walking when the cafeteria starts lighting up and people start greeting each other in the morning. You really get that sense of family of coming in and having some eggs and trying to get some coffee down, Definitely. start the next day. Well, a lot of news has uh, transpired on the COVID-19 front, specifically with an update for vaccinations for those aged six months through four years. What, what have been some of the updates on your end here? Yep, so this week is actually our first week that we're offering uh, 
six months to four years. Uh, we offer all the other age groups on up, so five to 11, and then 11 uh, on up to adult. Um, and so you can now come uh, schedule your appointment. Um, we offer them at our Beaver Dam Family Practice Clinic. Um, so you just have to call 920-887-5975, and uh, the girls can get you scheduled. And uh, we do... Um, prefer appointments but you know if you do walk in we'll we'll do our best to accommodate um, you know our, our ultimate goal is to get as many people as vaccinated as possible so um, you know if it's one person for that day we'll, we'll vaccinate that one person we're not gonna wait until we have to you know have a certain amount of people to to meet a vial we'll definitely vaccinate as the need uh, comes up that is excellent to hear. We will uh, speak more of our guests here, uh, Trisha Vandenberg, the Assistant Operations Manager of Clinics, and Jill Wenzel, Regional Manager of Clinic Operations, in just a little bit. I do need to ask, though, do we have an update on the ducks? I have not seen any ducks outside. I'm a little I concerned. I have not. I did see them early spring, and um, Mama was very mad up on the rooftop, but oh, no. I have not seen them since. So. <gasps> okay, we'll see if we can get some more of this juicy drama in just a little bit. This is Marshfield Medical Moments live at uh, Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam. More right here on 95X. It is a beautiful morning. Here at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam, we are back with more medical moments. We do have an update on the ducks. I did see them floating around in the pond, so life is good here. That's a relief off my shoulders. Joined right now with Jill Wenzel, the Regional Manager of Clinic Operations, and Trisha Vandenberg, Assistant Operations Manager of Clinics here at Marshfield. So this has been a really busy year for you guys. 2022, we've seen a lot of new faces. We've had Amy Zangle join the team, Dr. Harinder Gill, Vita Park Eye Associates. You guys are getting a whole new lineup. This is like the ultimate draft year for the hospital. I imagine it's quite exciting. Uh, what are some of the new faces? What are you guys really excited about? What are some of the big changes this year? Yeah, we definitely had a, a busy couple of years, and so definitely keeping us busy here in the clinics with all the new faces. And uh, yeah, we've added quite a few specialties um, one of the ones we're excited about is our podiatry starting back up again. We've had a lot of requests um, for our podiatrists coming in, and so we do have Dr. Kyle Dennison coming um, to join us in August. So we're excited about that. Um, you know, we've had our pain management team has really picked up, Dr. Um, Singh and Amy Steger, um, and so that's been exciting for us. But yeah, as you mentioned, we've had, you know, our cardiologist starting, Dr. Gill, urology, pulmonology sleep I mean I could just go on and on about the different specialties that we've had um, coming so um, well you mentioned right there having a, a sleep specialist I imagine that that's pretty hard to find because I don't know if many hospitals in the area that do have a, a sleep specialist absolutely so that's you know one of the things that we have a benefit for here at Marshfield is you know all of the specialists that we have in the area and sleep medicine is a great one you know with our sleep lab here and, you know, a lot of times you'd have to travel to find a sleep medicine doc, and we have that right here in Beaver Dam um, with Dr. Matre. So definitely a, a nice thing to have here in the community. Yeah, and we also um, have Dr. Uh, Crone. It used to be Dr. Webb. She recently got married um, for dermatology, so that's a, a definitely an asset to our community. Um, you know, a lot of times other outlying areas are, are booked out for several months, um, and so Dr. Crone has opportunities to get in, you know, this week or next week. Um, so a rare uh, thing that we can provide, but we are very uh, fortunate that we can say we can get them in uh, so quickly. I imagine with some hospitals, there's probably some concern about cohesion of getting new members on the team, but as, as you guys have stated before, the family atmosphere here at Marshall Medical Center must really help 
people feel like they are at home and comfortable enough to start working together with their new team and maybe learning from each other and learning some things they never considered before and other aspects of the medical field. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we bring on a new provider and we interview different providers, we're really looking for that perfect fit. You know, we just don't want anybody coming in these doors uh, to see the patients in our community. And so we make sure they're a good fit for our culture. Um, they're going to be, you know, focused on patient care and patient safety. And so um, any provider that we bring in is just naturally seems to be a good fit with us. And, uh, you know, we do a lot to introduce them to the community and to members of our staff and other members of our medical staff. And so, yeah, it just seems seamless once they come in. So. Do they ever uh, ask you what your like, favorite place to eat around Beaver Dam is? Does food ever come up in the interview? That comes up a lot. Okay. We, we get that a lot. But they like to know what's going on in the community. You know, I mean, when providers come here, they want to be invested in our community and Beaver Dam and the surrounding communities. And so they do ask that questions, you know, those kind of questions a lot. Do they typically take tours in of like Beaver Dam before they, they consider the interview and just kind of get a feel for the overall community? Yep, absolutely. I mean, we have a whole process that we follow um, throughout the day with the interview process. But part of it is they do. They take a tour of the, the community and, um, you know, usually look at businesses in the area, um, kind of the infrastructure and houses, things like that. So. You also had a, a new addition this year as well, Dr. Ken Osterman and uh, the BD Women's Health Department you have here. How has that been going? This is the first year of that department now? Yeah, it's been a little over a year now, so um, May 1st of last year. So we have a year under uh, our belt now and it's it's been amazing. So. They are just, Dr. Osterman and his team are just so dedicated to uh, patient care and to anything surrounding their patients. And so they've just been a great addition to the team. Um, couldn't say more about them. So well, That is great to see. We've mentioned before, but you guys are hiring as well. You still have Talent Tuesdays. Is that the first and third Tuesday of every month? Correct, yes. Mm -hmm. And anyone can, can pop in for that with a resume and ask questions about what opportunities might be available here at the hospital? Definitely, yeah. Pop in if you see something online that you're interested in or you don't have access to the Internet. Just pop in and we can you know, offer and show you what we have and we'll do right, right on-site interviews uh, with that department. Um, and show you around and, and see if it's something you're, you know, in, that interests you. And if someone right now is uh, maybe in the bathroom or transitioning between one thing or another in morning chores, where would be the best spot to go online to find out more information about uh, the hospital? Um, you can go to Marshfield Clinic uh, website and there is a link there that connects you to the Beaver Dam website um, and also offers all of our careers uh, throughout Marshfield. So uh, great stop, one stop. Uh, to, to look at all that information. That is awesome. We're going to have more here with uh, Medical Moments here at Marshall Medical Center in Beaver Dam. It's a beautiful morning so far as the cafeteria not quite bustling to life yet, but that's always one of the most exciting parts of the day. We're going to have a check of local news coming up in just a bit. This is 95X. It is 629 right now here in 95X. Craig Warmbold with this news update. The search for a city administrator in Beaver Dam has been whittled, whittled to five finalists. The list includes Columbus City Administrator Kyle Ellefson, former Westland, Oregon City Manager Jerry Gabrilatos, Walworth County Director of Public Works Richard Ho, former New London City Administrator Lou Leone, and former Pleasant Prairie Village Administrator Nathan Thiel. The council approved the creation of the city administrator position in September, while at the same time reducing the role of Beaver Dam Mayor from full-time to part-time. Governor ordering flags to be flown at half-staff tomorrow in honor of Judge John Romer. The retired Juneau County judge was murdered in his home last month. 
Wisconsin Supreme Court Chief Justice Annette Ziegler called him a role model both on and off the bench. Services for Judge Romer will be tomorrow in Mauston. A key Republican in the Wisconsin Assembly is leaving office early. Majority Leader Jim Steinecke announcing in January he will not seek re-election. Now he says he'll resign on June 27th rather than serve out the remainder of his term. Wisconsin has a second confirmed case of monkeypox. State health officials identified that second confirmed case in a Milwaukee County resident over the weekend. And finally, Dodge County has crowned a new Ferris to the fair during the fair's media banquet yesterday. Leah Wenninger of Rubicon was selected as the 2022 finalist, a graduate of Fox Valley Technical College with a degree in ag business, animal science, and technology. Wenninger expressed her excitement at being named the 2022 Ferris last night. The other finalists uh, include uh, Jamie Anderson of Burnett, Kelly Braun of Beaverdam, Morgan Jornis of Juno, Natalie Siegelag of Watertown, and Michelle Stangler of Watertown. I'm Craig Warbold with this check of news. We'll be going back out to Thomas at Watertown at uh, here in just a few minutes. If it's interesting, interesting, entertaining, entertaining, or extra wacky, you're having a psychotic episode. That automatically puts me in charge. You'll hear it right here. It's the morning trifecta from 95X. Yes, it is time for the trifecta brought to us this morning by Jay and L Tire. Locations in Johnson Creek, or Creek, and Watertown. Well, by far, there was a lot of stories in the news yesterday, but this was the most positive one. NASA's James Webb Space Telescope has produced the deepest and sharpest infrared image of the distant universe to date. Known as Webb's first deep field, this image of galaxy cluster SMACS 0723 is overflowing with detail. Thousands of galaxies, including the faintest objects ever observed in the infrared, have appeared in Webb's view for the first time. This slice of the vast universe covers a patch of sky approximately the size of a grain of sand held at arm's length by someone on the ground. This is an incredible photo, and we should be getting some more images later today Right around uh, 9.30 Central Time, NASA will have a live broadcast and will release the full suite of those full-color images. Our next story, from space to Earth again. It's nice to see that there are some travel stories of people getting back out there and doing dumb stuff overseas. We really miss those. It's a mainstay of morning radio. Well, there's a 23-year-old guy from the U.S. who tried to take a selfie, and he fell into an active volcano over the weekend. It happened Saturday on Mount Vesuvius in Italy, which hasn't erupted since 1944, but it's also the same Mount Vesuvius that destroyed Pompeii nearly 2,000 years ago. Well, this guy and his three family members hiked up to the rim without buying a ticket and took a route that you're not supposed to be on. He took this selfie while they were up there and dropped his phone into the volcano. It didn't fall very far, which is why he thought he could climb down and get it. And that's when he fell in. Now, there was no lava or anything inside, and he wasn't seriously hurt, but he did end up with cuts and bruises and had to be rescued. He and his three family members were all charged with trespassing. And finally, 
Bitcoin has had a horrible year. And it's about to get a whole lot worse. According to Bloomberg, 60% of investors who responded to a recent market survey said that they expect the value of the cryptocurrency to plunge down to just $10,000. That would be a devastatingly long fall from the token's once lofty highs of well over 60000 in late 2021. As of right now, Bitcoin is hovering around $20,000, marking uh, a series of tumbles. A lot of people are not very bullish about Bitcoin. We'll see. A terrible year for crypto, and we'll see how it ends up at the end of the year. And that is your trifecta brought to us by J&L Tire, locations in Watertown and also Johnson Crip. We will be back with a check of weather with Jennifer and more from our guests here at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam. This is 95X. Don't get caught out in a storm. Get the latest weather conditions and cancellations on DailyDodge.com. Brought to you by Surefire. You're listening to the 95X Morning Show. Can't start my day without it. Best way to wake up. Gets me up, keeps me moving all day. It's where I go every morning for everything I need. We love it! Today's best music, 95X. 95X. Good morning to you. We are broadcasting live from Marshfield Medical Center in Beaver Dam. We're going to be talking with our guests Jill Wenzel and Trisha Vandenberg in just a little bit. We got Jennifer coming up in just a moment or so. But first, there is some great research coming out of the University of Pittsburgh. They talked to thousands of people and had them do one of two things. One group had to think about the last time they reached out to an old friend just because and how much they thought the friend appreciated. The second group had to think about the last time an old friend reached out to them. The point was to compare the reaction we expect and the response it actually gets, and it turns out we wildly underestimate how much it's appreciated. Most people didn't expect a big reaction, but the ones on the receiving end were always very happy to get the call. And the same applied for texts and even emails. They also tested it by having people send actual gifts. And they got the same result. Once again, they underestimated how much it would mean for the person. The surprise element's a big factor. So maybe you have somebody in your life you want to surprise with a little extra good news. I'm sure that would be advocated by our friends here at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam. We're going to get back into our conversation in just a moment, but our favorite friend from across the Mississippi is joining us now, talking about Jennifer. Good morning. How are you? Yes, Jennifer is uh, on with us. Uh, Jennifer, how are you doing today? All right. Well, Jennifer? I thought she was on with us. Oh, I was so tickled, Craig. It, it was I can't so believe close. you did this to me. I was so ready to speak to Jennifer. I thought we. I thought I she had. She is this. like the sugar in my coffee. I have no idea what happened. Even though I drink my coffee black. I'm I'm slightly disappointed, but not surprised. No duck update yet at the ah. hospital, but the cafeteria doors are opening now, Craig. And the smell of eggs will soon be wafting towards us in our little perch in the corner. Can't wait for that. We really, though, uh, need to know what is happening weather-wise because I'm seeing a beautiful day. I'm seeing lots of blue sky. It was actually kind of crispy this morning. It was a little chilly walking in. I don't know if it was for you, Sherry. 
but it was definitely. I think we got uh, Jennifer joining us now, Thomas. Out. Oh, good. Hello, hello. That's delightful. Jennifer, how are you? How's your Tuesday? Not too bad so far. Thanks. How about yours? It's going pretty well here at the hospital. But, Jennifer, we have to know, it is a beautiful morning so far. I'm seeing lots of sun, lots of blue skies. It was a little nippy in the air this morning. Uh, how can we expect the rest of the day and the rest of the week to turn out? Are we going to see more chances of severe weather warnings in the forecast? Not too much overall, at least not at this point. I mean, we do have a slight chance for showers and thunderstorms coming in here late tonight, mainly in the overnight hours, but it doesn't look like a risk for severe weather. Sunny skies, though, for the day today. Highs getting up right around about the lower 80s. We might still feel a little bit of that mugginess here for today. Then for tonight, as I mentioned, that slight chance for showers and storms. Cloudy overnight lows around about 16. For your day on Wednesday, partial sunshine tomorrow. Slightly cooler with a high of 70. 76 degrees, 79 here on Thursday with sunny skies. Friday, we do have a chance for showers and thunderstorms coming in. Cloudy skies, high around 80 degrees. Then for your Saturday, pretty similar day. Chance for showers and storms again. Cloudy high around about 80. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wichipski. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. We will have five random facts later on in the show. Stay groovy, kid. Sounds great. You too. All right, she hates it when I call her kid. We are joined with Jill Wenzel, the regional manager of clinic operations, and Trisha Vandenberg, assistant operations manager of the clinics here at Marshfield Medical Center in Beaver Dam. Uh, one one term that always comes up when we talk about the hospital and about healthcare is primary care, and that seems so essential. I mean, it is primary; it is first care. But what exactly is primary care? Primary care is really, you know, it, it's, you know, using that primary care doctor and it's really that that doctor that you go to for all of your issues. And then that person is really um, that provider that sees you on a regular basis, does your annual wellness visits, really kind of oversees and controls that care for you. And they're, they're such a critical part of your own health care. I hear this a lot from friends and family um, that say, hey, why do I need a primary care provider? And the reason is because you need that person that kind of knows your health. They know your health history. They know when things don't seem right. They know when things seem a little different from maybe the previous year. Maybe you have a little bit of an ache and pain and you need to go see that person. And so they just, they're critical to a person's um, own health. But then also for us here at the hospital, they're kind of just the center. They're the, the nucleus of our hospital here because anything always refers back to primary care. You might go to the ED for um, the emergency department for a visit, and we need then to refer you back to your primary care. You know, you might have to go for a surgery. We need to get you back to that primary care. So they're really just that center. They're the person kind of helping to control um, and oversee your health along with you as well. But they're they're a critical part to that. So they would be the nexus for that patient's, like, health contact of any questions of anything going on in their life. That's the first person they're going to reach out yep, to. Yep, 100%. So obviously that, that kind of goes without saying, but primary care is an essential service. And how exactly does it play into Marshall Medical Center Beaver Dam? Yeah, again, kind of similar in that, you know, we really refer on primary care. We, we rely on them when we have patients that need kind of that consistent person, that consistent provider overseeing their care. And so we are always referring back to that, that primary care provider. So anytime maybe one of our specialists sees a patient, um, you know, let's say you see uh, an orthopedic for a knee injury and for some reason there's something going on with your blood pressure, we rely on that primary care to kind of help oversee that care and, and um, drive other things besides that ortho injury that maybe you came in for. So it, it's a, a critical part of what we do here at the hospital. So. so we were talking a little bit earlier on in the show about how you guys have been adding so many new uh, specialists and departments to Marshfield Medical Center 
center, and that includes primary care. So you guys have some new members coming on later this year, I, I believe? Yeah, actually, um, within the next um, August and September, we have three new family practice providers starting. Um, we just had Amy Zangle start in our Wapan Center recently, and then now we have three more. And we realized that we needed um, better primary care access. You know, we're adding all these specialists, and we really needed to add that primary care aspect to it as well. So um, we have um, two of them starting in August. Um, one is going to be going to our Columbus Center, and um, we've had a few providers helping out in the Columbus Center, but now we will have that constant there. Um, and then we do have two providers, two uh, MDs starting in Beaver Dam in um, August and September. So. so having more primary care providers means seeing more patients and having more availability for the community as a whole? Absolutely. So, you know, again, like I mentioned before, having a primary care doctor is just so important for the health of the community, you know, because you need that person to really oversee the care. Um, and so if, when you don't have access to that primary care, what happens is people go without being seen, maybe a condition they have gets worse and worse, and by the time they actually get into the emergency department to urgent care, you know, it's much worse than what it needed to be. And so that primary care doctor is just that kind of that person that you go to anytime you have a question and issue. Um, and so it's, it's just critical for the community to have primary care access. You really need availability and approachability because it seems like it's going to be more expensive for anybody if you let an issue go for years without basic maintenance or just attending to an issue. Absolutely. If you have a primary care provider that's closely watching, you know, maybe a, a heart condition or your blood pressure or any small ailment, um, you know, they can keep better control of it. Where if you let it go and you don't address it, yes, it turns into a much more expensive, costly um, thing for your health later on. So if, if there's a person listening and they haven't seen a primary health provider for a while, maybe it's been like, let's say 10 years, and they've had this issue or pain for the last five years and they kind of think that's normal, how, how do you persuade somebody that maybe they should check something out and not live with something as this is how I should be feeling when it clearly is not? It, it happens all the time, actually. I think anybody that works in healthcare hears that a lot where they say, hey, I have this ailment, uh, it's fine, I've, I've dealt with it, like you said, for 10 years, and you know, we know that there's treatment options for them, depending on whatever the ailment is. But again, that primary care doctor is that first one to kind of say, hey, let's try this, let's do this first. Um, and so definitely, you know, if you have something that doesn't feel right, doesn't seem right, you've been dealing with it for a long time, you know, get into that primary care doctor and at least get the process started to take a look at it. And what does that process look like? If somebody has a question about something, maybe they're feeling uh, some pain, it could be sciatica or something like that, but we don't know for sure. Do they just call the primary care? What number would they call and what would that initial, I guess, consultation look like? Yeah, so definitely you can call our primary care office um, and then if you have a primary care doctor, obviously, then we'll get you in to see them. If you don't, again, we have a few new primary care providers starting uh, coming up soon and so we'll definitely get you in to see them fairly quickly, which is really nice. You know, we work on same day access and if you have an issue that needs to be seen that day, we'll, we'll work to get you in. Um, but yeah, you come in, let's say you don't have a primary care provider, you would establish with them and that first appointment is really critical because they go through your health history, medications that you're on, you know, allergies that you might have, and they really get a big picture of where you're at currently with your health, where you've been in the past with your health. Mm. Um, and so they just get that picture. And then from there, you know, your visits, they'll want to see you at least once a year to kind of check up on you. But um, if they need to see you more often for certain things, diabetes, high blood pressure, then they can better monitor that. Well, excellent. We've been speaking with Jill Wenzel and Trisha Vanderberg from Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam. And uh, again, um, always looking for new talent to come by the hospital. You have Talent Tuesdays, the first and third.
from uh, three to three five. five. Three to five. Yep. Three to five on yep. the Thursday for Tuesday of the month. Uh, if anybody is interested, they can come on down, ask questions. Yeah, come on down. Come, you know, just go through the front door. We'll help guide you and show you where to go. So don't uh, feel nervous or discouraged. You know, we're every, we have lots of friendly faces here. So uh, very welcoming to anybody that enters our building. I was just going to say, Trisha and I are really fun people. So you can come down, meet us, you know, <laughs> yes. just stop by. I can attest to that. Do you guys have any hobbies you do in your free time that would be considered fun? What do we do in our free time, Trisha? Well, we both have children that are in baseball and <laughs> softball, so that's pretty much our lives right now. So, but it's enjoyable. Fun. It gives gives you keeps us busy and active. So, do you ever have to dodge a foul ball if it's hit towards the stands? Uh, that would be Jill. Jill uh, puts herself out there. I do not. I help, and so I've gotten many oh. softballs to the shins and uh, different body parts, and yeah, it's a little rough. Well, that's Monday, kind of exciting. So. It you know it it really depends, but sometimes. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you so much. Uh, hopefully we didn't cause any massive contusions or swelling or bruising during <laughs> this. This was relatively painless, right? Exactly. No, we're very happy that, you know, we just want to make sure people are aware that we're here and we're here for the community. So, Well, thank you again to uh, both of you and uh, have a great morning so far. Thanks. Heart, heart's done. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you. We will have more from Marshfield Medical Center as we continue Medical Moments in just a little bit. We have some more special guests joining us in the next hour. But Wade Bates has been up all night long scouring the different sports pages and calling his various contacts. So here he is now with a check of local sports. Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association has released their all-state and all-district teams for the 2022 WIAA baseball season. Columbus senior pitcher Christian Offer was named honorable mention all-state. He named all-district for Beaver Dam's Alex Soto and Dalen Johnson, Lapon's Evan Sauer and Mason Holes, Lomira's Josh Stagger, Offer from Columbus along with A.J. Utech, Watertown's Aiden Shower, uh, Chase Osterhaus from Marquezan, and Aiden Schmick from Marquezan. Academic All-State were Schmick from Marquezan, Houston Dodgeland's Gavin Thim, and Columbus's Utech. Legion Baseball last night, Lomira Theresa walloped Wapon 14-2 in five innings. Tyler Frommel's double drove in a couple for Wapon Cole, drove in five for Lomira Theresa. Columbus edged Mayville 9-6. Selk, Eileen, and Soldner all drove in a couple for Seabus. Borkart had two RBI for Mayville. Oricon blasted the Mayville JVs 13-0 in five innings. Quinton Brown threw five scoreless innings to pick up the W. After taking Monday off, the Brewers open up a quick two-game interleague set in Minnesota tonight. Coverage begins at 6.05 on 1430 WBEV. The National League Central yesterday, Pittsburgh edged Miami 5-1. Cardinals were 6-1 winners over the Phillies. The Celtics edged the Bucks 111-109 in the Vegas Summer League last night. Sandro Mamokalashvili led Milwaukee with 28 points. Marjan Beauchamp added 15. The Bucks will face Minnesota on Wednesday. Packers are a few weeks away from training camp opening up, and quarterback Aaron Rodgers recently told the Pat McAfee Show he's excited to see his young wide receiver core in camp. There's no better teacher for them on what NFL ball is going to be like than going against our three corners, our top three corners, Jair, Eric Stokes, and obviously Rasul. Um, so those guys have got a real quick initiation to the NFL, and I was joking with, uh, uh, with a couple of my buddies um, on the squad and and, uh, and in the personnel department and, and training room, and I said, could be a long training camp for the offense. 
Training camp opens up on July 27th. It is your DailyDodge.com sports update. I'm Wade Bates. We are back with more medical moments here at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam. Beautiful morning, lots of blue sky, people walking around the pond, saying hello to the ducks, getting some light to moderate exercise out there. Great for the hearts. And we are joined with two new guests here. I don't know how they got wrangled in, but uh, hopefully you guys are having a good time so far. Dr. Scott Borkenhagen and Caitlin Rykowski joining us as well. Hello, both of you. Hello. Good morning. So we can start off with uh, with you, Caitlin. Welcome to the program. And uh, can you give us a little background of, of who you are exactly? How do you get interested in uh, in medicine, and what do you do at Marshfield? Yeah. So my name is Caitlin Rykowski, and I'm a behavioral health nurse practitioner here at Marshfield Medical Center in Beaver Dam. So I'm super lucky to be on the team here, um, working with Dr. Borkenhagen in our behavioral health clinic. I am new here, um, started in April, so we're going on a couple of months and it's been amazing every day. Um, my background actually, I come from working in neonatal intensive care as a registered nurse. I worked there several years um, and that really led me to where I'm at now. When I worked there I saw a lot of birth trauma and um, postpartum depression and anxiety and lots of issues and there just was a huge need for mental health services in these families and so that really led me into going back to school and um, becoming a nurse practitioner and really specializing especially in that population um, but yeah that's that brought me here so so you started in neonatal care and that was the, your first inspiration for getting into the field but after you worked there for a while you saw another need that you thought that maybe you could supply a little bit more yourself to or absolutely um we had you know i i worked in the milwaukee area and that's you know a, a big city um so to speak and so one would think that there would be a lot more resources for families given the large population and the access really wasn't there either um i think that just goes to show the need for rural health care mm. if there's not enough providers even in big cities so I have to ask, what was your first impression of Dr. Borkenhagen? <laughs> He's a very likable guy. Okay, all right. I pay her, I pay her to say that. Does, that. does that sound pretty honest? <laughs> we'll go with it. We'll go with it. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> well, you guys are working together now. Um, so you've been working um, in this new role since April. Yes. And how has it been now that this has been about three months or so? Two and a half months? Yeah. We're, I'm learning something new every day, um, really ready to kind of set sail at this point and we'll be seeing patients, I'll be seeing patients on my own very soon, so. Ooh, but, but so far, I mean, how, and how, how, is, how is it working with somebody else? You've had multiple assistants before, Scott, this is not the first time for you? Yeah, but the, I haven't had a nurse practitioner as good as Caitlin. Um, she is on top of it, she is, uh, I've been observing her since she came to the clinic, and um, she doesn't really need it, I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right now, um, she uh, when is what's the date set for? The 22nd of July? 25th. 25th of July, she starts accepting patients on her own. So um, I can tell you with full confidence that she is ready to do so and really good with patients. We see people 
who I think my youngest patient is four and my oldest patient is 94. Um, so we mm. kind of take everyone, we see all types of uh, pathology and she's been rolling with everything that comes to the clinic. So um, I think we're really fortunate to have her and the maternal piece that you alluded to before too, I don't do much of that. And so she brings a piece to our clinic that we wouldn't have otherwise. Mm. So what essential services do you guys actually provide then? Um, well, we have a therapist in our clinic, um, Amy Scott, who does psychotherapy, and we plan to add two more of those in the future. Um, Caitlin is a nurse practitioner, so she's a prescriber. I'm a prescriber. Um, and so that's kind of what we have in terms of uh, you know prescribing capability right now. But we even um, plan to expand to another psychiatrist in the future. And so the, the push is really to kind of keep growing and um, as we bring more and more patients in, it'll justify that growth. So we're, we're really hoping to tap into, you know, the Beaver Dam area, help people in this kind of rural setting. Because um, like Caitlin was saying, it is so needed. And I feel like people have waited for a long time in this area to have a place they can go, a place that feels like it's home, where they're not driving, you know, an hour, hour and a half just to get an appointment. And right. they have it now. So. Um, we're all passionate people. We all come from Wisconsin. We all kind of live and breathe, uh, you know, the Dodge County and we're all Brewers fans and Packers fans. And, um, you know, I, I think that it is a really cool thing to work as hard as I have and to get to this end um, where you can start to see now the, the way that the clinic is going to look, the way that you know, you're interfacing with the hospital, the way that you can benefit the community. It's, it's kind of starting to come into focus now, and it's really exciting. So if I were to stop in your office, I could expect a cheese-scented candle, something to remind me of At the very least, yes. I hope so. I really hope so. Um, you guys uh, do an incredible job here. Obviously, distance is a big factor for people not wanting to get some of the services that they are seeking. What, what is the process when you have a new patient? that comes in and maybe they have an idea of what they're what kind of help they're looking for but they don't quite know how do you help them articulate what they're looking for what does that process look like might be a more difficult question then well i would say that um you know people come in and they tell you a story yeah and usually people explain their story in a way that is part authentic mm -hmm. part um, you know, nervous part, um, defense, you know, we all have to kind of go through life coping and it's tough as we get older and things start to break down and you have to kind of start to figure out how to cope. Um, and so people come in, especially people who come in for psychiatric help with their defenses kind of on the, uh, the forefront. It's what they wear. It's what you see. Yeah. And so when you're interacting with that person, it's not like you're not believing them but you're trying to just take it all in as information. Um, and so you sit there and you're listening not only for what they're saying, but how they look, how they're acting, how they're presenting themselves. And as you get to know the person and kind of how they react to not only you, but the world, um, then you really start to have something. And so what you do is you try to get that person to tell their own story. Because mm. Caitlin and I, we don't know what's going on in their lives. We can't tell them the right answer per se, not until we know them, not until we understand what their pathology is. And so when someone comes in, the first appointment, what we really try to do is break down in a very black and white way 
what diagnoses are here, um, what can we do, uh, and then how do you treat that? So it's not something where we're just shooting darts. Uh, you know, we're trying to start from a place that makes sense yeah. and then build logically from there. Um, and the only way you can do that, though, is kind of the way you, you, know, you were alluding to before, is to get that patient to tell their story, to kind of um, you know, work with you, because you can't work harder than the patient. Right. And as you kind of alluded to, it's almost like uh, people wear personalities kind of like articles of clothing. You don't know which ones that you've had on your entire life that you unquestionably is, is close to your skin. And you take it off for the first time. It's like, oh, I didn't know I was that vulnerable there. And well that, that was a real soft mm -hmm. spot, spot for me. I, I, I did better help for, uh, for a time earlier this year. And it is such a relief to talk to somebody. But not having the physical connection, I feel, is, is oh, that there's something that's deeply missing from from an interpersonal relationship. And I think that's what a lot of people are looking for, especially in behavioral health. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way that, so the medications, if you look at all the data out there, the medications will give people boosts. They'll kind of help level off their um, symptomatology. They'll help to maybe give them more energy, decrease their anxiety, improve their mood. You know, we can do that. But what we know about the medications is it doesn't last forever. You have to do things on your own. You have to start exercising. You have to, you know, reach out to the community. You have to do things that make you proud of yourself, connect to other people. And that's what really cures you, quote unquote. It's not necessarily the medication. And so um, the, the relationship is vital. And we try to, um, you know, avoid medications when we can. Sometimes they're necessary, but uh, the people who do the best in the long run use both medication and therapy. Can patients self-refer to your clinic? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's okay? Um, yep, come one, come all. We're uh, open and uh, right now we have a little bit of a wait list, but I, I don't know what it is right now, Caitlin. Like a month, I think, you know, or maybe a little longer than that, but it's not gonna take you forever to get in here to see us. Uh, we're relatively new, so if you call, you're gonna talk to Steph at the front desk. Um, you come in, you're going to get to see Bethany, who's our MA. Uh, we're a small team and we're real connected. So, um, you know, you can expect that you'll be getting kind of the standard deal when you come in. You know, we're going to try to do everything we can and figure out what diagnosis exists if it does, uh, and then go from there. I, I want to turn to something that you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, Caitlin. You mentioned uh, rural health care and how important that is. Especially when it comes to like behavioral health, how essential is that for rural locations like Beaver Dam and the surrounding area? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the interesting thing with behavioral health and psychiatry, mental health, um, is it's everywhere. You know, we can go any location, any community, it's everywhere. Um, you know, even when we're training, like when new providers are training and such, um, you know, multidisciplinary, they're seeing they need to learn the mental health aspect because everywhere that they practice, there's going to be mental health, um, you know, whether that's in women's health or cardiac, like everywhere. Um, in the rural population, we know that the need is is there, it's here, um, as evidenced by our, our growing population list or our, you know, patient list. <laughs> and so, you know, there's there's less access to providers in rural areas, which is what Dr. Borkenhagen and I are here to to really fill. Um, 
Yeah, we take our commitment to the Beaver Dam area, Dodge County, very seriously. Um, like I said, you know, we're Wisconsinites and we care about the people who live here. Uh, I don't do this job just because, you know, I wanted to be a doctor or because of a paycheck. Uh, I did this because I wanted to give back. And as cheesy as that might sound, yeah. I know that that's what Caitlin is here for, too. Um, and so we both are here really hoping to um, build something that lasts. And I think we're on the right track. We've got good administration. Oh, they're gone. They were just sitting well, behind me, but uh, now they're off getting he's coffee. He's administrating in that corner of the room now. He's, I guess he's I don't have right. to talk nice about him anymore. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned cheesy, and I think that's totally acceptable. Funny enough, I was thinking about cheese curds. I'm almost the same moment you said that. So I think <laughs> the stars aligned. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit more. I'm really looking forward to a little bit more conversation, but we have to find out what is happening in some of the non-essential news. Of course, we're talking about the world of entertainment and Mr. Warmbold ring that bell I'm going to Hollywood movie stardom is just so hollow welcome to Hollywood what's your dream this is entertainment news from the 95x morning show yes oh you're more punchy than I am this morning I love it I love it we are uh, broadcasting <laughs> live from Marshfield Medical Center Beaver Dam uh, so some of the big stories that have come up in the last 24 hours or so, Shark Week is almost upon us. Are you guys fans? Shark Week? I've heard of it. I'm going to probably <gasps> let you down. Yeah, I'm not as... Discovery Channel's been going I on I saw forever. the Sharknados a while ago. That's kind of close enough. Okay. Yeah, that works. <laughs> That's all I got. Well, Shark Week is a, a big celebration of all things shark on Discovery. It lasts one week long, and it's never had an MC until this year where Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be the first ever Master of Ceremonies for Shark Week. Does that make you more likely to watch it now? Well, if The Rock's involved, it definitely gives it bonus points. So. It, definitely, it definitely does. I'm in. He said uh, quite a few things about, uh, about his relation to sharks and how uh, sharks are related to Polynesian culture and pointed out that a lot of his tattoos have shark teeth on them as, as well as a form of protection. So... He seems hmm. deeply connected. They got the right guy. Probably the, probably the right dude for it, definitely. I mean, The Rock, future president of the United States. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> anyway, um, I say that every time I mention him, though. So, last week, um, Simone Biles, Olympian, became the youngest recipient of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And then shortly afterwards, she got mistaken for a child on her flight home. She posted on her Instagram story, quote, not the flight uh, attendant trying to give me a coloring book when I'm bored. I said, no, I'm good. I'm 25. She's not sure it was an isolated incident. She is uh, four foot eight, but uh, she's had a lot of people kind of joking with her, saying, likewise, we'll get a, a glass of wine, talk about it. It's no big deal, but that is kind of funny. And, uh, and finally... Mickey Rourke is getting back in the news, and it seems the only way he can do so is by trash-talking somebody else. But he was in a recent interview, and Tom Cruise came up in conversation. And it came up, oh, don't you think it's impressive what Tom is doing? Maverick Top Gun has, has reached a billion dollars. And Mickey replied, quote, that doesn't mean crap to me. The guy has been doing the same part for 35 years. I got no respect for that. And he continued, I don't care about money and power. I care about when I watch Al Pacino work and Christopher Walken and De Niro's early work and Richard Harris's work and Ray Winstone's work. That's the kind of actor I want to be like. 
Monty Cliff and Brando back in the day. Asked if he thought Tom Cruise was a good actor, he said, quote, I think he's irrelevant in my world. So some uh, light phrasing there from uh, Mickey Rourke. Uh, Dr. Borkenhagen, if you had Tom Cruise and Mickey Rourke coming into your office and you're trying to help settle their differences, how might you you go about that? Well, obviously they're both actors. They have passions in the same area, so I'd try to you know, tap into their, tap into their commonality. Uh, you know, get them to see that they have more in common than separates them. They both have inflated <laughs> egos and sense of self-worth, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good guess, but who knows? Oh, <laughs> uh, We're speaking with uh, Caitlin Rykowski and Dr. Scott Borkenhagen from Marshfield Medical Center in Beaver Dam. So uh, the, the Marshfield Clinic Health System, it, it's been known for a while that it's very transformative in how it approaches rural health care. We talked a little bit about that before talking about entertainment news. Uh, so what are some of the things that really draw you to practice in this community? And what are some of the things you might learn about healthcare in practicing in a place like Beaver Dam that you might not get in a larger city? So I was drawn to Beaver Dam. Um, honestly, I feel like it kind of just fell into my lap. I have some family that live uh, in the Cambria area. Um, so I, I do frequent here, you know, somewhat often. Um, I grew up in Waukesha, which is, you know, a much larger community. Currently live in uh, Fond du Lac, but I, um, yeah, the Beaver Dam opportunity just really felt like a calling. I think uh, Dr. Borgenhagen would say the same. We have a great opportunity to do what we do here and really bring the access to care um, to our Beaver Dam community. The, you know, we have patients that come in and they're feeling so tight-knit um, with one another and with the community. And I think that's awesome to see that, you know, we can, um, you know, kind of see connections with within and um, mm -hmm. to each other. Does that make a, a, a difference as well? Like, if you're in a larger city, you might only see that patient once in a scheduled appointment or whatever it is, but having the natural interaction, maybe seeing them around town, does that also play an important part in, in building that, that trust and confidence between patients? Yeah, I think it amplifies, uh, you know, your stake in the game, basically, hmm. um, because now you're a real person in the community. You're someone who's, you know, parking in the same parking lots and going to the same churches. And, you know, so you're going to bump into people and you, I think have to present yourself in an authentic way and try to um, be a part of the community because if people see that not only is this person you know living amongst us and <laughs> shopping in the same stores but you know working to try and improve the community and kind of focused on you know the the greater good mm -hmm. uh, I think that it's hard to not want to be a part of that then and so that's what we're trying to do here is you know Marshfield started a great thing um, this hospital uh, that kind of has been a hub for Beaver Dam and then Marshfield comes in buys it uh, you know starts to repurpose things uh, bring in all these new providers update the facilities and now suddenly we, we've got this new chapter starting where we've got all these new providers in and people kind of ready and lined up um, from the administration to the, the doctors to the nurse practitioners to you know I could go on and on and on but even our mm -hmm. Um, Bethany, the MA I mentioned before, she's from Beaver Dam. Steph, 
uh, lives like a block away from the hospital, you know, and so we are a group of people who are all on the same page. We're all here for the same reason. And you don't end up in a very small rural area unless you kind of intend to, unless you have connections to it. And we all do. Well, thank you so much. We're going to talk a little bit later about some uh, more specifics about the practice and uh, what you guys do on a daily basis. I have to ask, though, since you mentioned going to a store and whatnot, what are both your favorite meals to make at home? I'll let Caitlin do that one first. I'm awful at cooking, so I, I was just gonna say my husband does the cooking. <laughs> huh. If I'm doing the cooking at home, it's probably gonna be <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest. Um, it's probably going to be one of the three things that I make for my kids very frequently. My, my son loves my grilled cheese. Uh, we, I'm, I'm making, you're going to see a theme here, too. There's a, I make a really good cheese pizza in the oven. Oh, yeah. And, and, then, and I'm super good at cutting up various fruits and putting them together. So, oh, yeah, that's uh, a skill. Joking aside, though, I mean, we, we tend to, um, you know, being a physician and working an hour away from where I live, um, I have two teenage kids. Kids. We do a lot of convenience eating. We do a lot of, um, you know, on the fly stuff. So I'm not proud of it, but it, mm. that's the truth. <laughs> we do a lot of crock pot meals. Oh, yeah. Like chicken tortilla soup. So good. Ooh, that sounds really good. Well, now you got me real hungry. It's a good thing this cafeteria is open. <laughs> We're going to continue our conversation here with Dr. Scott Borhagen and Caitlin Rakowski in just a little bit. We're going to get a check of news from the Daily Dodge News Center. That's coming up right here on 95X. From the Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin Dell Studio, this is today's best music, 95X. It is 736, 65 degrees in Beaver Dam. Craig Warmbold with this check of local news. The search for a city administrator in Beaver Dam has been whittled to five candidates. The list includes Columbus City Administrator Kyle Ellefson. Former West Lynn, Oregon City Manager Jerry Gabrilatos. Walworth County Director of Public Works Richard Ho. Former New London City Administrator Lou Leone. And former Pleasant Prairie Village Administrator Nathan Thiel. The council approved the creation of the city administrator position in September, while at the same time reducing the role of mayor in Beaver Dam from full-time to part-time. Governor ordering flags to be flown at half-staff tomorrow in honor of Judge John Romer. The retired Juneau County judge was murdered in his home last month. Judge Romer will be uh, laid to rest tomorrow in Mauston. A key Republican leader in the Wisconsin Assembly is leaving office early. Majority Leader Jim Steinecke announcing in January that he will not see re-election. Now he says he'll resign on June 27th rather than to serve out the rest of his term. Wisconsin has a second confirmed case of monkeypox reported by state health officials out of Milwaukee County. City of Beaver Dam holding a public informational meeting later this month on plans uh, for a new stormwater management pond that would be located east of Highway 151 near the intersection of Caroline Court and Heritage Way. It's part of a state mandate that requires a municipality to filter pollutants from stormwater that uh, public meeting will be held Thursday, July 28th, 6 p.m. City Hall. New Ferris to the Fair crowned last night during the media banquet. Leah Wenninger of Rubicon selected as the 2022 Fairest of the Fair. 
The 2022 event kicks off August 17th and runs through the 21st. And Craig Warmbold reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. We'll get back to Thomas out at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam here in just a few minutes on the 95X Morning Show. The shores of Fox Lake on Chief Kuno Trail invites you to join them for an unforgettable dining experience featuring their specials every Thursday through Monday. You can follow the shores on uh, Fox Lake Steakhouse on Facebook for all the details of their food and drink specials of the week each and every week. Their hours are Thursdays 4.30 to 9, Fridays and Saturdays 4 to 9 o'clock and Sundays and Mondays 4.30 to 9. And don't forget to stop by next door at the old Drunken Clam for a truly unique and fun experience. The shores of Fox Lake on Chief Kuno Trail. And we are back at Marshfield Medical Center in Beaver Dam. A lot of smiling faces in the cafeteria, and we are joined with our special guests for this hour, Dr. Scott Borgenhagen and Caitlin Rykowski. So we talked a little bit about behavioral health, but what exactly does that mean? What is it just healthy behaviors, or do you mind shedding some light on that? <laughs> yeah. Um, so behavioral health, basically what we are, I think, getting at when we call it that is that it's not just something that's in our minds. Uh, this is how we act. It's our behaviors. It's things that we've learned. Um, you know, it, our personalities come out through the way that we express ourselves, our voices, the way that we, you know, emote uh, our expressions. But it also comes out in the way we act. And I mean, not to sound cliche, but everyone's heard the expression, actions speak louder than words. And to a certain extent, that's true in psychiatry as well. Um, it kind of is uh, what we call externalization. And so when you start to actually take these things that exist inside of you, these thoughts and impulses, and let them go out into the world, we start to pay more attention because, well, now it's you know, starting to affect not only the way that they're thinking about themselves and you know, the people around them, but it's starting to impact how you know, they're interacting with coworkers and neighbors mm -hmm. and colleagues. And so this is a relational thing. And it's kind of what we were getting at before where we were alluding to that if you just use medication or you just use therapy, you're probably missing a piece. Um, some people don't need that medication piece and they do well with just therapy. But what we know, if you look at all the data, is that the people who do the best long-term use both the medication and the therapy. Um, so what we do when you come in is we try to tailor the plan to what's going on in your life to what symptoms you're having and we don't get too heavy-handed the last thing we want to do is put you on a medication that you don't need or increase the dose too high mm -hmm. uh, we're not pill pushers here uh, you know I see a lot of kids and I have kids myself and so you become very conscious of you know what you're doing and the lowest effective dose. It's a term I use all the time where I'm trying to keep patients in on the idea that we're only going to use what we absolutely need. So I imagine you get a lot of people that come in and it's scary anytime conceding a bit of control over yourself and when your body's already not really in control when your own biological chemistry is off still having another pill that's not yourself that is frightening even mm -hmm. if you don't have control over yourself how do you help calm somebody down enough to be willing to try something and just see how it goes. So you're right, um, especially in 
in psychiatry, you know, unlike other specialties, we really can't, you know, we can't look at each other's brains. We can't, we can't assess it that way. Um, literally, all of our assessments are done by how we um, basically ask questions and kind of build the relationship together. Um, so, in order to kind of, you know, calm patients down and and be able and willing open to considering medication or treatment options, whatever that may look like, really it, it comes down to the therapeutic relationship. It comes down to um, building a relationship with the patient. Uh, you know, when we bring a patient in, we, don't, we aren't literally sitting down initially talking about symptoms. A lot of times we wanna know, you know, how was that baseball game last week? Or, you know, something along the lines of, of them personally. And I think that that's a lot of how we do it is kind of establishing ourselves as not only a provider but also a person that's willing and and interested in truly understanding who they are as a person um when we do medications we lay out all the options that would be beneficial for them we also recognize the limitations of the medications you know um you can use them to like i said before boost somebody's mood decrease their anxiety stabilize things um, you know, help them sleep. But at the end of the day, those things don't equal life. Those things don't equal a happy life. Mm -hmm. And so you have to fill, you know, like if you're depressed and you start to fall away from life, you're isolating, you're not doing what you should, you're not getting to work as much, you're, mm -hmm. you're not, uh, you know, calling your friends and your family as much. Those things are what you have to start doing when you get that boost from the medication. And so we're conscious of the fact that we're not here to give you magic pills or to give you, you know, one-stop shop fixes, you know, where you, you take one thing and every, you know. Yeah. So not, nothing here is three easy payments of 1995 or, you know, we, we can't do the quick fix uh, that everyone would probably like. And so what we have to do is kind of get into that boat with the person, get into that, you know, that situation, whatever they're they're going through, and and kind of look out at the world with them. Hmm. You try to get in there and figure out how can I really. So if I have somebody who's an architect coming into me, I I tend to read more about architecture. If somebody is coming in and they need a lot of help with, um, you know, their math homework, it's not like I'm going to be studying math, but I'm going to be talking to them about that and I'm going to be conscious of the things that they're struggling about. So you have to actually get into the detailed story of what's going on before you, you can really get people to A, believe that you care mm -hmm. and you have to have that if you're going to have an alliance. Um, and then B, if, if you can get them to buy in and now you're using a medication or you're doing therapy, your words have so much more weight and every time they take that medication, it, it's much more meaningful. It, it's them thinking there's a plan here and there's somebody who cares about me um, and I understand why I'm taking this. So, you know, it's a process, but if you can both kind of get to this point where you're using the same language and you both are looking out kind of into the world from the same vantage point mm -hmm. with the same goals, now this person starts to buy in and they start to feel like, you know, there's something real here. And so that's what I'm always after is how do I get to the this person's reality what yes. they're actually up against it sounds like a small step but uh learning how to think and speak like somebody else's language and how they approach the exactly. world that is, that is crucial but you're telling me on my next appointment though you're not going to give me a pocket fisherman with the with the next treatment that's not going to happen <laughs> uh, 
We might. Yeah. Right. There's, always, there's always next time, I suppose. Uh, we're speaking with Dr. Scott Borgenhagen and uh, Caitlin Rakowski here at Marshall Medical Center in Beaver Dam. Uh, I guess wrapping up here, if somebody is um, considering, you know, maybe this is something I should look into. I've never done this before. I don't really know what to expect. Uh, how, how can they get their foot in the door and just peruse? So we are um, welcoming everybody to, you know, come in and, you know, just give us a call at our front desk. 920-356-6558. Once again, 920-356-6558. You get bonus points for that. He's got it. <laughs> um, but really, give us a call. You know, we're opening, open to asking questions and answering questions. Um, kind of figure, figuring out, you know, what would be the best fit for you, whether that would be an intake with Dr. Borkenhagen or myself or um, Amy Scott, our therapist. Um, but reach out. Yep. And when you get here, you're going to have Steph at the front desk smiling and mm -hmm. uh, guiding you in. And then Bethany will be the one taking your blood pressure and tucking you into the room. Um, you know, like I said, we're a small team and we're all very connected. So uh, you're going to get the whole a uh, bunch of us when you come to our clinic. And then just follow the smell of uh, melted mozzarella to your office, and uh, <laughs> there you go. Well, I want to thank both of you, uh, Caitlin and uh, Dr. Scott, for joining us today and for putting up with the uh, the crap that the show tends to bring, so we do appreciate it. We're going to have uh, Anytime. more. Let's get, a, let's get a check of good news here and see what else is uh, floating around in this happy-go-lucky world of ours. What's on your mind? I have some news I want to share. Want to hear it? Yeah, it kind of depends what the news is. Is it good news? Good news. Great, good news. <laughs> That's good news. Great. That is good news. Good news. Let's hear it. All right, we've got uh, a couple good news stories floating around today. Let's start off with uh, this one out of Arkansas. Firefighters in Arkansas saved a kitten that got stuck inside an ATM last week. I didn't even know that was possible. They have no idea how the kitten got in there, but they named him Cash. Big surprise. He was dehydrated and weighed less than a pound, but once they put some weight on him, he will go up for adoption. Anyone needs a little lucky cash, I suppose. You know where to find him. Also, a World War II vet in Queens, New York, just celebrated his 103rd birthday on Saturday. His retirement home threw him a party, and this guy's quite the character. A reporter asked what the secret to his longevity is, and this guy said he stays away from fast women and slow horses. Uh, meaning that you never bet on a slow racehorse. But when he said he was just joking, he chalked it up to good luck. And finally, there's a small bookstore in Detroit recently got fleeced out of $35,000 by somebody using fraudulent credit cards, and it almost put them out of business. But then, and I love this part, the community stepped in to help. The owners started a GoFundMe to stay afloat, and it ended up covering all of their losses. They raised $35,098 dollars, $35, and then stopped accepting donations. A few people gave $500 or more, but most of the donations were just $10 to $20. Bucks. So no matter what those headline stories are screaming and shouting at you, there's always some good news in between the pages. And that will do it for some good news today. Want to shout out to Rolling Metals Golf Course and Fond du Lac for sponsoring the news for this hour. And J&L Tire 
in Johnson Creek and Watertown for giving us some entertainment news and some good news today as well. Much appreciated. We will be coming back with another guest here at Marshfield Medical Center in Beaver Dam in just a moment. You're listening to 95X Today's Best Music, streaming at dailydodge.com. Gaming Wisconsin Dell Studio. This is 95X. WXRO, Beaverdam, Wapon, and Watertown. A good karma brands radio station. In sports, the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association has released their all-state and all-district teams for 2022. Columbus senior pitcher Christian Opper was named honorable mention all-state. You can see the full all-district squad on the sports tab at dailydodge.com. Legion Baseball last night, Lamira Theresa walloped Wapon 14-2. Columbus edged Mayville 9-6. Horicon beat the Mayville JVs 13-0. Taking Monday off, the Brewers open up a quick two-game set in Minnesota tonight. Coverage begins at 6.05 on 1430 WBEV. The Celtics edged the Bucks 111-109 at the Vegas Summer League last night. Sandro Mamukalashvili had 28 to lead the Bucks. Marjan Beauchamp had 15. Milwaukee will face Minnesota Wednesday night. It is your DailyDodge.com sports update. I'm Wade Bates. Well, it's hard to believe it's already 8 o'clock. Lots of sun and still all these blue skies shining over the front yard of Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam. That's where we are broadcasting live for medical moments. Da-da-da-da. I feel like we need some magical trumpets for that. I'm going to work on that in my free time. Anyway, we are joined with Dr. Jamie Deering, the Vice President of Medical Affairs. And I thought we were going to get a bonus guest of Mark, the security guy. Uh, he came down here with such confidence. I really admire that. He had uh, such initiative. And uh, I think he's new. So this is uh, yeah. exciting and fun times. And even when we bring new employees in, then they just jump right in. I love that gusto. I mean, you need a certain amount of, of fearlessness and certainly courage working in the healthcare industry, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's true. And as we are bringing uh, folks on board, um, what we emphasize is this is part of our culture. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you are here, you are here helping us, you're taking care of your friends and family. And so we want you here and we're excited for you to be here. So yes. uh, it helps us get good people, as you see. Absolutely. And as we've seen all year with all these great new additions that you have to the hospital, so many fun things to talk about. But first, um, for people not totally familiar, who are you, Dr. Jamie Deering? Uh, I am Jamie Deering. Um, and the, the doctor part still after, what, 25 years feels a little formal to me at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was raised as uh, on a farm in Randolph. So I am local, oh, yeah. uh, tried and true. Went away for my training, uh, but then have been back here in the community since I finished residency uh, working in this area. So I am family practice by background. I did primary care for 19 years here uh, until transitioning uh, August of 2020 to uh, Marshfield Clinic in my role as a vice president of medical affairs. So I'm hoping you can explain that transition. So 19 years as primary care. I I assume that you loved it, but were you hoping for another challenge? Did it just kind of come to your door? What was that transition like to vice president? Um, a journey. Uh, mm. So I, primary care is my, my passion, and, and I did love it. I love my patients. They are still some of the closest relationships that I have, and I, and I cherish that. I did a number of different leadership uh, projects, and so that's always been an interest of mine. And 
it, it's very similar to why I like primary care. I, I like to help. I like to make a difference. I like to make things better. And so when you get into a leadership role and you're able to make things better from a bigger scale, mm-hmm. uh, then it's very rewarding for me. So that's why I was interested in the role and in particular in working for Marshfield. Uh, do you mind maybe expounding some of those big changes that you have been a part of in this new administrative role, like some of the changes that you are most pleased of? Yes. So the the most exciting part that I would talk about is our ability to rec- recruit. Uh, growing up here, working here for 19 years, uh, and I, I recruited into primary care in that in that role. Um, since Marshfield has been affiliated uh, with Beaver Dam, our ability to recruit doctors and advanced practitioners has been exponentially different. Okay. Uh, Marshfield is a well-known organization, great history. It's one of a few mm-hmm. physician-led organizations uh, left. Um, and with that, the providers want to work for them. And, and we happen to be a desirable location compared to some of the other Marshfield locations that are a little further north for okay. some people. So our ability to recruit new specialists has been um, unheard of in my what, 50 years of living in this area. So it's, uh, it's very exciting. And to be a part of that uh, has been awesome. I've heard of uh, the sense of community and the the family vibe here being a great reason why people like to stick with Marshfield. W- was that the same reasoning for you when you decided to advance up into vice president? It, yes, yes, and no. It, it, until you can hear about something, but until you experience it, it doesn't quite quite feel as real. Uh, so I knew many people from my time in the hospital. Um, I I also loved my family on the other side in that work but um it's uh once you're part of this culture and part of this team it it definitely uh, is something that you feel every day and it makes coming to work a joy my my days go so fast like i all of a sudden it's four o'clock and i I don't even know what happened and there's 15 more things that i wanted to get done that i didn't even get to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is, is that a good feeling? I mean, knowing yes. that you got more to go to and tackle the next day? Well, no, well, no yes and no. Um, <laughs> so I love that the day goes fast because I enjoy it. I love it. I yeah. love the team. I love the work that we're doing because it really does feel every day like I make a difference. I make something better every day. Uh, and th- that, um, that kind of joy... Uh, can't be replaced. Mm. So, so some days can be a little less busy or a little few things to do the next day, but um, it's worthwhile work. Healthcare is a challenging but extremely rewarding opportunity. Absolutely. We're speaking with Dr. Jamie Deering, the Vice President of Medical Affairs. Uh, we spoke a little bit earlier this morning about all the different career opportunities that you guys have available in the hospital. You have a uh, Talent Tuesdays on the first and third Tuesday of every month. Yes, rocking. Three until five. Yes. Yeah, come be a part of our team. That would be great. Uh, do you love talking to prospective uh, candidates or just people that are interested in the healthcare, maybe for the first time? A- absolutely, absolutely. Because we need good people. I mean, we need good healthcare. We need to be able to take care of our community. And so, as we're able to build on that and enhance our teams, it's um, it's part of the worthwhile work. What are some of the things that you might look for in somebody that uh, is coming to healthcare? And let's say for the first time, if they don't really have an extensive background, are, are there some traits or just characteristics that? Absolutely. So, someone? Um, liking people is <laughs> a helpful yeah. thing. And being able to talk to people and understand because 
um, when, when patients come to us, uh, it is frequently a high anxiety time where they're in need or they're in pain or there's something. And so being able to have empathy, being able to care about other people, wanting to help other people, those those are kind of the core characteristics uh, that we're looking for and they will serve you well across our population well said indeed we're gonna have uh, a few more things that we need to cover about what's happening at marshall medical center and i also would like to test you on some impossible trivia Ooh, fun so get ready for that also jennifer's gonna be joining us in a little bit as well that is all coming up as we broadcast live from marshfield medical center beaver dam here on 95x this is the impossible question what are you talking about that's impossible that's impossible impossible i work for the government on the 95x morning show all right dr jamie deering hello good morning hello again yeah we are broadcasting live from marshfield medical center in beaver dam so i'm hoping you can help us with some trivia i will do my best Nearly impossible trivia is incredibly difficult. So (laughs) one out of 10 people admit to eating this for breakfast. What is it? One out of 10 people admit to eating this bacon. Uh, Oh, it is. It is not a meat. Okay. It is animal. It's an animal derived product, but it's not something you would normally associate with breakfast. Steak. Ooh, it's uh. It's not meat. Oh, it's not meat, but it's animal but derived. But it is sweet. And it's it's a su- Very sweet. And a little creamy, too. Milk? Very close. Cream. Ah! You got one word. You just need the other. Cream cheese? Oh, it's some oh, sort of... Oh, I'm so of, bad at trivia. It's some sort of cream. It's a very cold, a very frigid cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Yes. Oh, one out walk of ten me down people. the path and see if she can get there. <laughs> one out of ten people Ooh. admit to eating ice cream for That's breakfast. That's crazy. Uh, hey, have you ever eaten ice cream for breakfast no, before? No, never. Not even once. Not even once. Mm. What would be your morning choice of ice cream? If I had ice cream, butter yeah. pecan. That's a yeah. Yes. Get some extra protein. Yes, in there a little protein with my ice cream in the morning. That'd be great. Uh. Now, this is kind of an interesting one. Uh, The three most borrowed items in the U.S. are jumper cables, lighters, and what is the other one? The most borrowed items in the U.S. Jumper cables, lighters, and this one. Is it like a vehicle? Like you borrow someone's car? It's it's not a vehicle. It's quite small. It fits inside your pocket. Your phone? Even smaller than your phone. It's also about six inches in front of you on the table. A pen. A pen, yes. <laughs> One of the most borrowed <laughs> items in the U.S. <laughs> I didn't feel like I was I'm glad I don't get wombie or slapped for getting no. this wrong. Thank you for being kind. No, that's, that's fine. And here's just a random fact to carry you throughout the day. Mopping the floor can burn at 238 calories an hour. Wow. That is that is a lot. That is a lot. Maybe I should just give up the elliptical and start mopping everywhere. So do you think that's on the hands and knees, or that's like with an actual Ooh, mop? I think that's with a broom. Because okay. I think it would be more. If you're on your hands and knees, you that's really... That's work. Yeah. 
Okay. That's a lot of crawling Good to around. know. Good, good fact. We're speaking with Dr. Jamie Deering. Uh, she's humoring me. Um, <laughs> she's also the Vice President of Medical Affairs here at Marshfield Medical Center in Beaver Dam. Uh, Jamie, we, we've talked last year about the amazing work environment that's been created here at Marshfield Medical Center Beaver Dam. Is that still the case one year later? How would you describe the work environment here? It, it is. And in the last year, uh, the team has gone through multiple different uh, stages and, and changes. So went through another pretty significant COVID surge uh, end of last year in the winter. Um, and really came together as a team and for the community to do that service. And then we started our journey into a single uh, electronic healthcare record. And why this is important for our community, for our institution, um, and for our patients is now our health record talks to each other. So if you're seen in our emergency room and then you're seeing um, one of our doctors, then that doctor has access to all that information, your lab, your x-rays, mm -hmm. everything is the same. And so that was a big hurdle you know, for us in Beaverdam. Um, it was, and we're also connected now with the rest of uh, Marshfield as they're making that transition into Cerner. Um, over the rest of this year, the, the whole system change. will be on it. It's a huge change and a big lift for our team to yeah. learn a complete new system for everyone across the board, whether you're in the billing, registration, to the providers. And so uh, this this was a big labor-intensive effort. We've, we've come through it well. Again, more bonding as our team, and it was really great uh, to have a lot of different system people come down and see how wonderful our culture is here mm -hmm. and get some of the um, recognition for how much we are doing process improvements and how much we want to be able to work together and collaborate. So that's an exciting time. And certainly having that system as well, that's a big service to your patients here because they only need to give their information once and it's in the system. It, it is, and, it, and, it's, and it's safer as well. Yeah. So, and it's nice for them not to have to repeat things over and over again when they're coming to us sick. So very excited to be on the side of that. That is, uh, that is a great update here. Well, we've also talked about uh, this morning, and over the past couple of years, Marshfield Clinic has really been bringing in a lot of advanced specialists. And I, I think that obviously having a specialist in, in uh, sleep studies or pharmacology or whatever it may be that that's a huge benefit but how does it help beaver dam and our region having so many specialists this close to home it, it's a key reason why i love this job so much um and the the fact that now if someone in town would like to see a cardiologist we have someone here or pulmonologist or spine surgeon or uh, urology, behavioral health. I know we got to speak to Dr. Borkenhagen earlier today. Mm -hmm. And so these services were ones that uh, people were having to leave town for instead of uh, having them right here close by. So the ability to have easy access to get in quickly um, and have these services right in town is just a blessing and uh, a, a, a joy. It is. It's like having an ice cream shop, and rather than just having the chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, you now have 24-plus amazing flavors. Including butter pecan. Including butter pecan. Yes. A great, uh, I almost said cereal, a great ice cream to have in the morning. <laughs> well, well, we'll talk a little bit later here with uh, jo Dr. Jamie Deering at Marshall Medical Center, Beaver Dam. Jennifer is going to be with us, and we're going to get a check of weather and five random facts right here on 95X. From the hotel.
Chung Gaming Wisconsin Dell Studio. This is today's best music. 95X. It's the morning show. I listen every morning. Funny, upbeat. Much better than coffee. On 95X. We are live at Marshfield Medical Center, Beaver Dam. Beautiful day outside as well. Lots of blue sky. I'm just surprised how gorgeous it is. Are you surprised as well, Dr. Jamie? It's it's a little cool for July, right? It I, is, it, yeah. You know, June was so, so hot, and now it's like, oh, this feels awesome. It's hard to work. It's a good thing when you love your job, but it's yeah. really nice I almost out. wanted to wear a sweater or a really woolly <laughs> cat this morning. but uh, Well, that would be fun. One of those would not have, <laughs> have not been great. Uh, we are joined with cat lover right now and meteorologist Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. So we've been talking about this beautiful day a lot, Jennifer, and uh, how last night we had severe weather warnings, I think, coming around 7 o'clock last night. Can we expect any more of those later on this week? Uh, it's a good question, yeah. So it looks like um, today we're right around, uh, we're right to the south of a marginal risk for severe weather in the northern portions of the state. So we'll see if that moves down a little bit more towards our neck of the woods for the slight chances for showers and storms we have tonight, mainly late in the overnight hours. Then on Friday, another chance for showers and storms. At this point, it doesn't look like there's a chance for severe weather with that, but still a little bit far away for us to really tell that. Otherwise, we'll see sunny skies to start off the day today. Then we'll see an increase in clouds throughout the afternoon, highs into the low 80s. Tonight, as I mentioned, that slight chance for showers and storms, mostly cloudy, low near 60. Wednesday, well, partial sunshine tomorrow, highs 76 degrees, 79 on Thursday with sunny skies. Friday, it does look like a chance for showers and thunderstorms, cloudy high of 80 degrees. Then on Saturday, mostly sunny, uh, mostly cloudy skies with a chance for showers and storms and a high right around about 80. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki. All right, let's get over to five random facts. This is five random facts. Let's spin the random wheel of topics. Yeah, he's just saying random words. On the 95X Morning Show. Oh, that's not the bingo music. Whoops. Got a little betrayed here. Oh, Craig, there's one thing you need to do, and that's just play Jen- Jenny's bingo music. Just once in the morning. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. There you go. That's like eating your fish oil pill. Everything feels right now. Thank you, Craig. Well, random fact number one here, Jennifer. There were mm-hmm. four Sea Worlds in the U.S. The original is in San Diego, and there are others in Orlando and San Antonio. The final one was in Aurora, a suburb in the middle of northeast Ohio. It opened in 1970 as the second location after San Diego and shut down in 2000. I didn't. That's such a weird place for a Sea World. I was gonna say huh. it seems kind of random. And that's why it's here. Random fact number two. There's only one major band instrument manufacturer left in the United States. It's in Indiana. And I don't know what instruments they manufacture there. I would say all of them. But anyway. Yeah, probably all of them. You would think all of them? I guess, yeah, sure. Why not? Random fact number three. Honey Nut Cheerios doesn't contain any nuts. They use a fake almond flour that mostly comes from processed peach pits. I think I knew that one. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Didn't know how good peach pits were. Hmm. The J in jaywalking 
is random fact number four. It's a 1920s slang term for an idiot. So jaywalking means idiot walking. That does seem quite suiting okay. to me, actually. Maybe this should be the 95 jaywalking show. <laughs> yes. My brother got a jaywalking ticket when he was in college on campus. They took it very oh, seriously oh, oh. there. Oof. As I've never heard of anybody get a jaywalking ticket, I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. That's the first. That was really funny. Finally, random fact number five. You turn one billion seconds old four months before your 32nd birthday when you're 31 years, 251 days, 13 hours, 34 minutes, and 55 seconds old. Oh. Hey. I didn't even have a party. Oh. Yeah, where's that I'm party? I'm sorry, Craig. Yeah. We can we can make up for you somehow. I think that would be a You're great party. You're probably coming close to two billion seconds. So. You, your billion... Thank you. <laughs> we'll have my two billion <laughs> party. Two billion second party. Thanks. Well, that's bum, all, bum, all bum. the random facts bum, we have time bum, for. Bum, 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 bum. So is that the hey, end Jennifer, of the segment? Thank you so much. Are we done? Yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's all we got time for. Uh, yeah, Jennifer's very busy today. She's got to do Jennifer things. <laughs> sure. I don't know. What sort I of guess, Jennifer yeah, things do you have on the list today? Mm-hmm. I'm setting up a printer that doesn't want to set up. That's basically it. Oh. Setting up a printer. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck. We're going to get an update tomorrow on that printer setup. Uh, I'll get the special <laughs> sounders in. Jennifer, have a great day. We'll talk tomorrow. You too. Man, she is going to be spending a fortune on ink. Mm. I tell you what, we'll get some of that drama later on tomorrow. Coming back, we're going to have one final conversation with Dr. Jamie Deering. We are live at Marshfield Medical Center in Beaverdam. This is 95X. Agriculture News at DailyDodge.com. Brought to you by oh, Coal, Frank, Oil, and Propane. It is 68 degrees at 834 here on your 95X Morning Show. Today's news brought to you by Hometown Glass and Improvement. Call them today for a free estimate, 920-887-3757. I'm Craig Warmbold with this check of your local news. The search for a city administrator in Beaver Dam has been narrowed to five finalists. The list includes Columbus City Administrator Kyle Ellefson, Former West Lynn, Oregon City Manager Jerry Gabrilatos. Walworth County Director of Public Works Richard Ho. Former New London City Administrator Lou Leone. And former Pleasant Prairie Village Administrator Nathan Thiel. The council approved the creation of the City Administrator position in September, while at the same time reducing the role of Mayor of Beaver Dam from full-time to part-time. Governor ordering the flags to be flown at half-staff tomorrow in honor of Judge John Romer, the retired Juneau County judge murdered in his home last month. Judge Romer will be laid to rest tomorrow in Mauston. A key Republican leader in the Wisconsin Assembly leaving office, early Majority Leader Jim Steinecke, announced in January that he will not seek re-election. Now, he says he'll resign on July 27th rather than serve out the remainder of his term. City of Beaver Dam holding a public information meeting later this month to discuss plans for a new stormwater management pond. That pond, located east of Highway 151 near Caroline Court and Heritage Way, part of a state mandate that requires municipalities near waterways to filter pollutants out from stormwater. 
And a new Dodge County Fair. So the fair has been crowned during the 2022 Dodge County Fair Media Banquet last night. Leah Wenninger of Rubicon was selected. She is a graduate of Fox Valley Technical College, where she earned an associate degree in ag business, animal science, and technology. 2022 Dodge County Fair kicks off August 17th. I'm Craig Warbold with this check of your 95X News, brought to you by Hometown Glass and Improvement. Wake up with 95X. I listen in the morning the most. Get you going. You know, find out what's going on. Great to listen to. Today's best music, 95X. Time for today's day in history. We are making history here, people. We're making history. You are on the wrong side of history, my friend. You guys ready to make history? On the 95X Morning Show. There is nothing I love more than getting to history in the day, but we have to make a little history right now, Dr. Deering, and wrap up our conversation as we are broadcasting live from Marshall Medical Center in Beaver Dam. You mentioned you spent over 19 years in primary care. Just how important is primary care and what critical role do primary care physicians like yourself play in the healthcare system? So, primary care, my opinion, completely biased. I will preface oh, this fair. completely yeah. biased. Uh, primary care is the background of backbone of healthcare. Yes. Uh, it is the foundation of which everything else is is built. I believe every person should have a primary care provider um, and someone that they know that they trust and someone that they have a relationship with um, and from there then we absolutely do rely on our specialists and our subspecialists to help with those more complex items but when it comes to preventative health staying healthy taking care of yourself and then those day-to-day -day common problems that that uh, people have that's where your primary care doctor comes in so absolutely invaluable and uh, we certainly need our primary care and highly value them so I don't think it's a, it's really a surprise but primary care has been uh, notoriously difficult to find in rural areas like uh, Beaver Dam and in Dodge County how exactly is Marshfield health system working to address this well, it's, a, it's an exciting time to be able to answer that question because we have uh, three new primary care providers starting between now and September 12th. And so I can't uh, speak exactly about names yet. Um, and so it's, a, it's like a big reveal. Here's, <sighs> here's the tingle and what's coming. Um, we are uh, taking new patients, and I do have that phone number. So if people are going to get pens and papers, you can write it down. Uh, but, but bringing in three new primary care doctors, Two, two doctors, one APC, is going to create a lot of access and opportunity. And these are good people. Yeah. I highly recommend them. I am excited about it. And they're joining our existing team of five primary care members that we have at our Walpon and Beaver Dam and our Horicon base. So great team of primary care. Um, adding those three additional uh, individuals are really going to enhance us and be able to provide more access and service to the patients. Have you already rented the red carpet? Ooh, I should get balloons and confetti yeah. to go with it for sure. Okay. For sure. What What is that number <laughs> if somebody would like to call and schedule a primary care appointment? It's our main number for our primary care, and it's 920-887-5975. Uh, 887-5975. 5975. That's for getting primary care for Marshfield Medical Center at one of our centers. And it's got to be great as well that uh, having so many new specialists close to home, that having being a primary care special or 
um, healthcare provider, having so many people that you can turn to for more advice about something, that has to be a great relief. Um, absolutely. Um, and we know that there's pent up need and then we know that patients sometimes end up in waiting too long go to the urgent care and er and we're happy to have those services for people but it's better to address things early take that preventative approach and then uh, move forward from there can i go back because i forgot to mention we have our columbus center as well oh and i love columbus well good so do i uh but one of our new uh providers will be homed uh in the columbus center as well how exciting that great clinical location there um right by uh, 151 in 1660 in columbus uh that is excellent doctor, super convenient dr jamie deering thank you so much for uh spending some time with us today. hey thanks for having me next time i'll practice up on my trivia all right and if you ever have butter pecan ice cream in the morning let me know i will i will call you first all right well okay. craig you played that magical sounder for history and i got my history juices ready to go here so let's start off with some of the events in history we are making history here people we're making there you history. go thomas you thought you i thought you'd like oh. history, my friend. <laughs> no you know what history? i didn't know i needed to hear it twice you do there here feel it feel it now wash over you oh yes this is better than vacuuming an old rug and watching it visibly get cleaner i love that feeling oh uh this okay. is thank you all right so let's start off 2122 years ago 100 BCE, Julius Caesar was born, and the month of July was named for him. Oh. Oh. Lucky guy. All right. Well, I didn't so know then that. we have to jump all the way to the 20th century when, 62 years ago in 1960, the first Etch a Sketch went on sale. It cost $2.99. And uh, I wonder what the first picture was, but I'm going to guess it was a staircase. I have never been able to do anything on an Etch-a-Sketch. I may have made, like, a, a score. That was about it. Hmm. I don't know about Yeah, I, I'm amazed by people that can do these uh, beautiful paintings on Etch-a-Sketches. I am not one of them. Mm -mm. 46 years ago, in 1976, the original Family Feud made its premiere. Uh, Who was the host says? for that again? Uh, Richard Dawson was the uh, was the Dawson. first host, uh, as I understand. Unless there was like somebody before him, like Johnny Carson was the first host of the Tonight Show, except for Jack Parr. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure All it was right. Richard Dawson. He, and he, uh, you know, went through and kissed every female on the panel, which I think would be frowned upon today. Yeah, that was really creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know, I have to say, like part of that behavior uh, was okay because then when you watch The Running Man, he gets his comeuppance, and it feels so good. After that, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, you know, I, I you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a fictionalized movie, so. But yeah, it really. Yeah, the, I, I guess the character that he played was really not unlike his family feud. So, I mean, it was really kind of typecasting to a certain degree. It it totally was. Well, forty three years ago, three years after Family Feud made its premiere, nineteen seventy nine, the Chicago White Sox hosted the infamous Disco Demolition Night. Between games of a doubleheader at Kaminsky Park, fans got into the game for 98 cents if they bought a, or brought a disco record so the LPs could be stacked up in a pile and blown up. This was the legendary idea of Steve Dahl, and let's just say it was chaos. 7,000 fans charged the field and continued to throw and burn even more records. So much chaos ensued, but the second game had to be canceled, and the White Sox were forced 
to forfeit the game. You may hear something more about that in our uh, Kicking It Classic segment coming up in just a little bit. Ooh, delicious. Uh, Finally, what else do we want to mention here? 2004, 18 years ago, Apple announced it had sold 100 million songs on the iTunes Music Store just 15 months after opening. The 100th millionth song was Somersault, the Danger Mouse remix by Zero Seven. Ooh, uh, uh, naturally. I like Zero Seven. Yeah. Uh, and finally, some celebrity birthdays for today before we get moving on to our kicking it classic. Malala Youssef is 25. She is the historic Pakistani girl who got shot by the Taliban on her school bus for standing up for education and women's rights. Hmm. She is uh, an incredible yeah. individual. Inspiration. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Letty, in the Fast and the Furious movies. She's also in Avatar and Lost, is 44. Mm. Topher Grace, Eric on that 70s show, and Venom, totally miscasted in that, uh, in Spider-Man 3. He's 44 as well. Just call yourself Christopher for crying out loud. What a dumb abbreviation. Sorry, I had to get that out. Isn't He's the only, no, no, you're totally, he's the only Topher out there. I mean, it's it's not it's more common to go Chris than Topher. I I learned I think recently that there are other Tophers out there, but they're definitely in mm. a small group. I mean, doesn't Topher sound like a low-fat like nut bar or something? <laughs> yes, yeah. Maybe right. It just sounds like the like the off-brand like diet version of your favorite candy bar. Exactly. Why There's, even go there? Yeah, no calories, no taste. It's Topher. Try it today. Speaking of diet and locale, Richard Simmons, the fitness guru, is 74 today. He helped you sweat to all your favorite oldies. Yeah. Sweating to the oldies. <laughs> mm, mm. Good times. Uh, so there, there are some other birthdays we should probably make mention of. Uh, Bill Cosby, he's 85. Oh. Jay Thomas, he was Eddie LeBeck on Cheers, oh. born in 1948. Yeah. Eddie. Uh Joe Dorita. He was the Three Stooges Curly Joe from 59 to 65. He was born in 1909. And Milton Berle, oh. legendary comedian. I'm not a huge fan. He was born in 1908. You know, there there was this TV show, an old black and white TV show that used to come on called The Show of Shows with Milton Berle and Imogene Coca. And I, every time it would come on, I would regret it. I'd be like, oh, it's a dumb black and white TV show. And then I would watch it, and I would just laugh my butt off. It would just be the funniest thing. I It, it was just brilliant, I thought. Then it would then it would end, and it would come back on again in a month, and it would start, and I'd say, oh, this stupid show. I, and then would, the same thing over and over. I'd watch a few minutes of it, and I'd just be laughing with tears in my eyes. Hmm. It's funny stuff. Maybe I should give that a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. It's, it's, not, it's not terrible. Okay. And uh, that is... Oh, by the way, Brat Fry Megan has a birthday today. Yeah, Brat Fry Megan, 18 years old today. If you go to our Brat Fry tomorrow Woo-hoo. over at uh, Metalcraft in uh, Beaver Dam over on North Spring Street, uh, I think Megan's going to be working tomorrow. Wish her a happy birthday. I hope so. Yeah, happy birthday, Megan. Hey, that hey. is incredible. Of course, it is also... Yep, four days away. What? Four days Tyler's birthday. Right. Yep, we're celebrating Tyler's birthday all week, week all week long, as his birthday is on Saturday. So Happy that birthday, is Tyler, awesome. So you mentioned uh, Craig Arcade Classic, and I have no idea what it is, so I'm just going to be surprised. All right, well, you'll have to stay tuned. Our Kicking It Classic coming up here on the 95X Morning Show, right around the corner. 
right, it's time for the Kicking It Classic here. Actually, I'm not sure if uh, Thomas is joining me for this. I think he signed off already. Thomas, are you there? Are you there? Are you there? I don't think he's there. Still here. Oh, he is still there. Okay, hey, Thomas. I am still here. All right. So, hey, yeah. Greg. You know, I got to, I, I, I got to thinking about the, uh, uh, the, uh, what is it called? The uh, <laughs> classic. Is this you thinking? This is a pretty long right, process. Sorry. Yeah, I don't do this shift very often. You're going to have to excuse me. No, no, I get it. But, you know, this one kind of hits close to home. I grew up in Chicago, and uh, as you mentioned, during this day in history, uh, Steve Dahl, a very uh, famous Chicago DJ, uh, you know, I mean, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing Steve Dahl. I would have been five years old when this incident happened here that we were we were just talking about a few did minutes ago. Did it leave ago. an impression on you? You know, I think it did. I think it did. Uh, I think it. I think it left an impression on a lot of people in Chicago. I think it. It really. Um, it really was a moment when people were allowed to, you know, have their seething hatred uh, be directed toward uh, something completely innocuous, and uh, and I think the whole thing, in my opinion, is just utterly ridiculous that uh, that people would uh, that people would do this to a, a musical art form. Uh, we're talking about 1979, July 12th, Comiskey Park. Uh, uh, basically, it was a, a, a true disco inferno. You got Steve Dahl, uh, well-known uh, Chicago DJ. He was uh, he was uh, basically fired uh, from the rock station that he worked at. I think he worked at, was it LUP? I forget where he was working at the time. Yeah, it was WLUP, 97.7. Mm. Uh, and they went to disco. Uh, so, you know, I mean, radio is a harsh mistress, uh, Thomas. I don't, you know, I don't know if you know oh, this. Oh, yes, it is. You, you go to work one day and you, you work your butt off. You go to work the next day and your key doesn't work, you know, it's the first, whatever. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's basically... still leading up to the kick in the classic? I'm still here? leading up to the kick in the classic. We're getting here. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so, uh, so Steve Dahl has everybody, everybody in Chicago, 50,000 people are at Comiskey Park. They all bring their disco records and they all burn them, basically. You know, he's like, come on. So it's a big, huge, crazy thing. Comiskey Park. Does not sound environmentally safe. Does not sound like it would, you know, the carcinogens would probably not be a good idea. So you know what? I like Steve Dahl, but I think that, I think it was a stupid idea. And, uh, you know, I think it was really just kind of ignorant. You know why? Because I like disco, Thomas. Why? I don't know how you feel. Uh, I do too. So you know what? Take this one, Steve I Dahl. I like disco. Do you like disco? I like disco. Absolutely. Yeah. This guy walking right next to me at Marshfield likes disco yeah, as disco well. Disco is a healthy exercise. So, you know, stick it, Steve Dahl. Disco is alive and well in 2022. Here's your kick in a classic yes. for today. You know the song. You love the song. It's the Bee Gees here on 95X.